Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out podcast. This is episode 31. If you keep a track at home, I'm your host, Ryan the Goose Goscar, here with you, as always. Uh, and I want to bring in my co-host, Jolan Bioqua. Jolan, welcome to episode 31. Merry Christmas, brother, and happy holidays. Yeah, we don't often like to talk about when we record these things because we want to keep the time and date out of it. This is actually being recorded on Christmas, and uh, we again, we hope everybody in your family, from our family to yours, is staying safe. You're having a great Christmas, as good as you can, uh, in the year of 2020, and uh, we really hope you know brighter days are ahead if you're having a struggling Christmas and holiday season, but... We want to start off with the NFL, Joel. I'm looking back to last week, 12-4 and four in my picks. Great week last week with Molt in the booth. Uh, I got a look. The last time he was in, I had he had almost a perfect week, and I had, I think it was 11 or 12 wins, and 12 wins again this week, so Moltner might have to come back uh, more often. 138-85 and 85 on the season, Joel, with two weeks to go. Um, very proud of that record. It's a very... That, that's a good. That's a good one for the first season of really picking everything. everything. Realistically, so um, we got two weeks left here, and we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep it rolling. I do want to give you the nod too. Some of those early season games are harder to pick with no preseason, with no training camp, regular training camp. So kudos to you, and I hope we get less than a hundred losses. Yeah, and again, we've talked about this. You know, sometimes you go with different matchups, and you try to pick upsets, and you try to go. You know, you almost talk. It's you're almost outsmarting yourself in a sense. Uh, and again, hopefully, we continue that. Looking back on last week, the Saturday games went as as expected. Buffalo and Green Bay taking the wins. Buffalo, congratulations, first division title since 1995. Uh, Bills Mafia Cuomo is thinking about letting the Bills Mafia in uh, come playoff time. That's going to be crazy. Tampa Bay, 17 down, 17 down at half. Tom Brady gave his the same stare that he gave the Falcons when he came back from 28-3 in the Super Bowl. Uh, RIP to that franchise. Uh, the Cowboys win, unfortunately. Derrick Henry runs wild again. Matt, uh, actually, Ryan Tannehill was terrific in that game against Detroit. Five touchdowns. Yeah, Indianapolis takes care of Houston. Miami beats New England. New England out out of the playoffs for the first time. Feels like 20 years. I believe that's the number. Chicago, my upset of the week, uh, beat Minnesota. Uh, Seattle goes on the road. No surprise to beat Washington. Baltimore absolutely waxes Jacksonville. The Jets. The surprise of the week, Jolan. The Jets found a way to win a football game, and it may be the worst win in the last 10 years by any franchise. It's a perennial setback. I do want to say one thing. You could see that the culture in the Jets' locker room, they're playing for Sam Donald. Period. Oh, yeah. They oh, like him. They're, they're, like playing, guy. they're playing for their QB, but they beat the L.A. Rams. And uh, oof, well, what a bad loss that is. Battle of the Birds. Cardinals take it. Bleed red. Let's go. Kansas City wins the battle between them uh, in the Bayou with the Saints and uh, the Giants. You know the Giants lose to Cleveland. They didn't have Daniel Jones. They, again, they don't have a receiving core really. James Bradbury was out, um, and they they didn't really stand a chance. So another surprise this week was Cincinnati. They beat Pittsburgh again. We knew Pittsburgh was reeling, but we thought this was kind of a game that where they could kind of maybe not fully reset, but at least grab a win in your way into the playoffs. They're really in a downward spiral. Uh, you hate to see that, but that's really going to do it for Week 15, Joel, on a lot of excitement and a lot of playoff potential and matchups going on. Let's get into Week 16. Um, let's jump into the Friday matchup, the Christmas matchup. It's the 6-8 and eight Vikings at the 10-4 and four Saints. Now, when we release this, barring it, it'll already have happened. So this is just a prediction of what's going on today. Who's, who do you like in this matchup for Christmas? Yeah, and just so people are like, oh, this isn't fair, this is no, 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 this game was also picked last week when Moltner was on. I'll reiterate it. I'm taking New Orleans in this game. 
I think they bounce back from a huge, huge loss to Kansas City. Um, and, and not huge by score differential, but huge in terms of their defense actually played well and still couldn't find a way to win. Give me New Orleans on Christmas Day. Now we move into the time of the year where the NFL fixes some games on Saturday. So our Saturday at 1 p.m. slot, we have the 9-5 Buccaneers at the 5-9 and Lions. The Bucs can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Bears loss. Tampa Bay hasn't reached a playoff since 2007, the second longest active playoff drought in the NFL. The Lions are projected to have the number 8 pick in the NFL in next year's draft with a 12% chance of landing in the top five. Two teams on opposite side of the spectrum right now. Who do you like? Yeah, again, we've talked about this last few weeks. Games that Tom Brady needs to find a way. Number one, they need to win because it's a team they should be. But number two, if you want to get ready for a deep postseason run, you got to kind of warm the engines up. They should have been warmed up already, but in case they weren't, they need Tampa Bay needs to find a way, and I think they do in this game somehow, any, way, any which way possible. I think it, maybe it's a little bit closer than a lot of people expect. Uh, give me Tampa Bay in this game. We move on to another Saturday matchup at 4.30 p.m. We have the 5-9 49ers at the 8-6 Cardinals. Now the playoff implications for this one are the Cardinals can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Bears loss. They haven't made the playoffs since 2015 when they lost in the NFC Championship game, and the 49ers are eliminated from playoffs entirely with the number, one, with the number 12 pick rather in the NFL draft next year with a 37% chance of landing in the top 10. Goose, who do you like? Yeah, this is a real tough game. Uh, if I didn't like Kyler Murray, it would be a lot harder. But I, I, I kind of like this Arizona team. I like what they're kind of building here. I want them to be more consistent. But I want to see them in the postseason too. So I'm going to take Arizona this week. I think they clinched that playoff berth. And uh, welcome back to the postseason. San Fran, again, just so many injuries. But they, they fight in every game. And that's a credit to their coaching staff and their players. And, and guys, again, you know, that's, you know hey, you're not getting your dignity stripped from you. You know, they're playing hard every week. So, but give me Arizona in the toaster you as know, the two teams with the home stadium now. San Fran does it perfectly when, when they're at their heights during the Super Bowl and when they're low, they're in the top five of the picks, basically. basically. Mind you, they went to the Super Bowl the year after picking number two and getting Nick Bosa, and now here they are again with an injury play team and a top pick. So we move forward to another Saturday at 15 game. The Dolphins are 9-5 and five at the 7-7 seven and seven Raiders, who are wildly hot and cold. The Dolphins enter the week with a 36% chance of making the playoffs. Their chances would improve to 62% with a win Saturday, but would drop to a 16% chance with a loss to Las Vegas. The Raiders will be eliminated from playoffs with a loss or a Ravens win. Yeah, the problem with Vegas is that they're actually colder than it is here in New Jersey, which is, number one, hard to do, and B, very bad at this time of year. You don't want to be ice cold in Week 16. I'm going to give it to Miami. I think this Miami team, I've talked about them. I was big on them. I said they could be like the 2016 Giants who signed a bunch of guys in free agency on the defensive side of the ball, found enough offense to get to the postseason. I think this Miami team does that. And, again, if they're going to do that, I think they got to win this game again. I don't know what I don't know what Vegas Raider team we're getting. And uh, Eric Moltner doesn't know what Vegas Raider team we're getting. So I'm going to go with Miami and, and a team that, again, defensively, defense travels – Defense is oftentimes, if you have a great defense, it's more consistent. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take Miami in this game. So our next matchup is actually a Sunday 1 p.m. scheduled game, but it's what I would have called the game of the week. Now, the reason why there's no game of the week is because the Steelers are involved in this one, and they're sitting at a pretty 11-3, but 0-3 in their last three games. Oh, we got games of the week. They host the Indianapolis Colts, who are sitting at 10-4 with the best record matchup of the week. The Colts can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a loss by either the Ravens or Dolphins, and the Steelers have already clinched a playoff spot. 
both teams are fighting for a top seed, obviously. So who do you like in this situation? Yeah, honestly, Jolan, I don't know how you can pick Pittsburgh right now. You can't. Unless you're a diehard fan and you got to pick them. I don't know how you pick them right now. I'm going to take Indianapolis in that defense. Again, you want to talk about a team with a struggling offense going up against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. I think this is a really difficult matchup and a difficult uh, thing. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster is not going to dance on, on the logo before the game for his Thomas TikTok followers. Down like a dad. You know, again, and that's one of those things people are like, oh, well, he was doing that when they were winning. Yeah, losing changes everything. It, it, losing, losing changes everything. We know those practices when you come in after losses. The week, the attitude, all those kind of things. I'm going to take Indianapolis in this game. I don't care whether Juju's dancing on the logo or not. I just don't know how you pick the Steelers right now. Now, you said something that's very interesting to what's going on right now. We know how the practices are after a loss. But what was so great about a team where we want to stay title with? We worked super hard to get a win the next week. Oh, yeah. The Steelers team has come in week after week now with a losing mindset. And it's taken into Sundays and Saturdays, rather. right? And it's happening at the wrong time of year. Wrong time very, of year. Very bad time of year. Uh, we move forward to our Sunday 1 p.m. game with the four and ten Falcons at the thirteen and one Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have won twenty two of their past twenty three games, including playoffs. The Chiefs obviously can clinch the number one seed with a win this week and a few losses, barring multiple teams. I'm not going to really get into that because of how outrageous it could be. The Falcons, meanwhile, are projected to pick number four overall in the 2021 draft per FPI. They have a 60.8% chance at a top five pick, which they're basically locked in for. Goose, do the Falcons move off Matt Ryan? Obviously, the Chiefs are going to win this one. Who do you like? Right. You talk about you talk about all the different scenarios. It's funny. They, I think it was NBC has actually brought in like CNN, the politics guys. They used to break down the election board. They're now breaking down the playoffs. The, and the scenarios and the Percent percentages. Chances. It's hilarious. Awesome. It really is. They're kind of re, the re, uh, analytics. reusing uh, those guys. But you're right. Kansas City's going to win this game. This is my lock of the week. Atlanta's been as inconsistent as 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 anybody. Or any team, I, rather, as, we've seen. As any team, yeah. I mean, they're pretty up there with Vegas. I'm trying uh, to, to think. Like, I think Vegas is the only team that's comparable. Maybe the Jets, because of how good they looked last week, can now be in. Like, they could play yeah, like that every week. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, your question about do they move on from Matt Ryan, I think I think at some point you have to. Because uh, you really got to look yourself in the eye and say, do we have a Super Bowl contender? If the answer is no, not only is it not right to keep Matt Ryan, it's also not right to keep your franchise until you get to the point where you have to let go of him, and then you have to start the rebuild all the way from the bottom. Start this rebuild now and kind of get everybody, you know, kind of, again, it's a long process. We know as Giant fans, you got to kind of start it early as opposed to waiting. Look what the Giants did with waited, Eli Manning. Waited, they waited so long. way too long with Eli Manning, and uh, they started the rebuild way and too Lord late. Lord knows, if you're going to tear it all down, you get some intense value for Julio Jones. So Yeah. I mean, I mean you got to do you, it. You, you have gotta, to think about it. You, you really have to think about to it. it up. We'll move forward to one more 1, P, 1 p.m. matchups with the Giants. The 5-9 and nine Giants take on the 9-5 and five oh, Ravens. No. Oof. Baltimore is favored by 10.5 points. The Ravens are 40-0 all-time in a regular season when favored by double digits. Oof. Oof. Oh. I don't want to read the rest of that. I think, that, I think the Giants' playoff <laughs> oh, no. chances right now are 9%. It's not looking good, Goose. Who do you I, like? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's got to be Baltimore. The Giants are catching this team at the wrong time. They were better off playing Baltimore back in, like, October, early November. Most of November, actually. And I would not want to play this Baltimore team right now. Give me the Giants. Um, or, 
Give me the Ravens. Let me say me. one thing. Ravens on a hot streak, they got an 84.3% chance to make the playoffs. Amongst the garbage, they talked about the Giants in there. There was an actual stat. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not the Giants in this game. Give me Baltimore. I think they win big. Move on to another interesting matchup because it has NFC East implications. The 4-10 and Panthers at the 6-8 and football team. Washington is 4-1 and with Smith as a starting quarterback, even though he has posted a 35.5 total QBR, which ranks 41 players with 100 passes this season. Oof. Smith has averaged a league low 5.4 air yards per attempt, and he might not even play this week when um, backup quarterback Dwayne Haskins has less stats than that. Ouch. That's incredible. And Did you see what happened with Dwayne Haskins? Did you see he was at the strip clubs after the last week? I heard it was week? a party here. And I'm just trying to wrap my head around how bad Haskins is, dude. Like, I, Alex Smith's 41st out of 100 qualifying quarterbacks, and they don't even put Haskins stats. He might not have 100 passes. Uh, the problem, Joel, I, I don't know how he didn't get suspended, number one, for his first actions last weekend. Again, we know what this virus is doing across the country. Uh, their owner also had another sexual assault lawsuit come against him unbelievable how many is it gonna take you know someone to raise questions we saw dame dollar's jersey last year in the bubble uh, damian lillard it said how many more that's my question about dan snyder how many more how many more lawsuits need to come about because again i we don't know what's proven innocent what's proven guilty but how many lawsuits have to come against this guy before we say hey there might be a problem here and not even that like Normally, I am for letting evidence show before I start accusing. Some of the A-B situation was all a bunch of fluff at the time of him going through a debacle. But, like, in a situation where people know the character of Dan Snyder and they know the things he's done already and there's multiple accusations from multiple groups that don't talk to one another, you got to have to start believing some of these things to the point where is he fit to own an NFL team? Right, and we saw the, the other owners of that organization threaten to leave and sell I wonder if they look to do something like that now. Now, back to the field. This game, again, this might be one I look back on and say, hey, you threw it away. I'm taking Carolina in this game. Why? Because if Carolina doesn't win, the Giants are out of the postseason completely. They don't have a chance next week against Dallas and all that kind of stuff. So we, the Giants need Carolina to win. I'm putting my faith in that rule. Seems like a very difficult challenge, especially with that front seven of Washington that we've talked about all year long. But uh, I have to go with Carolina in this game. We move on to another 1 p.m. matchup in the toilet bowl. The 3-10-1 Bengals take on the 4-10 Texans. Now, FBI gives the Bengals an 87.1% chance of another top-five pick in this year's draft to project as number three overall. The Texans, meanwhile, traded their pick to Miami in the Laramie Tunsil deal last year, and that pick's number six right now. Miami's looking great. Texans are looking awful. And the Bengals look to rebuild again with a, a... Injured Joe Burrow, barring he returns. Yeah, if they could, listen, if they could fire Bill O'Brien more than once, I'm sure they would. Uh, uh, Penny Sewell, the left tackle out of Oregon, looked to him to potentially go to Cincinnati to protect Joe Burrow, obviously. Coming off that major injury, that'd be interesting to look at. I think in this game, for for some reason, whatever it is, Sean Watson just finds ways to make plays, man. He just finds, always finds a way, whether he has Will Fuller whether Will Fuller suspended, which he is right now for his little PED suspension. Two or three more weeks right now. Two or three more weeks. Well, that's good because that's the end of the season. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned these guys got to play hard because, again, they they don't have their first-round pick. Now, they'd play hard even if they did, but uh, they don't want to They don't want to make that pick too high for Miami. Again, a team that could go to the playoffs and pick in the top five. Crazy to think about that. Give me Houston in this game. We move on to oh, our yeah. lopsided bowl. Dun-dun-dun. 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 
10 and 4, Cleveland Browns take on the 1 and 13 Jets. Now, this is why it's a lopsided bowl because the Browns have some playoff implications for the first time since 2002. That's a miracle. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a loss by either the Ravens, Colts, or Dolphins. Like I just said, they haven't clinched since 2002, the longest active drought in the NFL. The Jets have clinched at least a top two pick in the, this year's drafts, giving them a 25.6% chance of picking number one, barring a win from Jacksonville, but their schedule is a little bit easier than the Jets moving forward. Who do you like this week, Goose? That's, you know, that's ridiculous. I can't believe that was the biggest mishap in, Jet, in Jets history. It's, it dude, really was. This is literally going to affect us until I want to say we're 38, 14, that's, 16 years down the road. Dude, that's just on. That's just unreal. I can't even – I don't know. But what I do know is that Cleveland has a fantastic run game, and I think they're just going to wear down very much. Because, again, we saw what they did to the Giants last week, and the Giants have a much a, – in my opinion, a much more stout run defense than the Jets do. And, uh, again, the Jets are going to be riding a high here, uh, but I think Cleveland probably stayed on the East Coast, so travel's not that much of an issue. And uh, Baker Mayfield, cre- again, credit to him. We said he was more of a commercial guy than a football player. His commercials still obviously are a lot. But, uh, number one, they're funny. And, number two, he's actually playing really well right now. Uh, and that's a credit to him, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, actually, if you look at his numbers, Odell Beckham being out. I was just about to say that. That's, uh, you know, again, that's that's one of those things where questions. there's going to be a lot of question marks this season, this offseason. And uh, I would look for Odell Beckham Jr. to get traded, uh, especially if the Browns continue what they're doing right now. But uh, I think Jarvis Landry, uh, David Njoku, all these guys just too much for the Jets. And they have a run-first team. Obviously, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're going to run the ball first. Their O-line is one of the best in football. Yep. They're doing what they have to. We'll move forward to two teams with interesting off-seasons, but not too interesting to an end of the season. It's the 7-7 seven and seven Bears taking on the 1-13 Jaguars. The Bears will be eliminated from a playoff contention with a loss and a Cardinals win. The Jaguars will own the number one pick in next year's draft if they lose out or if they finish with the same record as the Jets. FPI gives them a 58% chance of losing out, the highest in the NFL with the remainder two games of the season. Goose, who do you like? I, I don't want to pick anybody in this no, game. No, this is this is all season. But bowl. you know what, Jolan? We talk about Christmas, and Christmas is a time where you you give out gifts to to the people you love. And now I'm not going to say I love Jet fans, but I've been very hard on them all year. Okay, That's I want to say the least. I right, and I want to give them a gift. Okay, I'm gonna pick Jacksonville in this game. I just for you, Jeff Here fans. Here comes Goose Claus. Here comes Goose Claus. Right, and I and I, you know, I would like any thank you letters addressed to Goose Claus. Uh, we're gonna trademark that. <laughs> but uh, but no, I I, I want to give this J, uh, this Jet fan base a gift after being so hard on them all season long. Give me Jacksonville in this game. I don't really know. Chicago's been playing really well. Uh, but uh, gift to you, New York. Give me Jacksonville. We have a snooze bowl in the AFC West. We have the 5-9 and nine Broncos at the 5-9 and nine Chargers. The Broncos and Chargers both eliminated from playoffs since the snooze bowl. Denver to have the number 13 pick in the 21, 2021 draft, while the Los Angeles is in line to pick number 7. Two poorest teams. Goose, who do you like? Yeah, one's getting a new head coach at the end of this year, uh, and they have a star quarterback in the making. I don't know if I don't know. You're if really Drew... selling your stock on Anthony Lynn? Yo, yeah. Dude, I'm gone. I'm gone. I've been three, gone a couple on years him. ago. Yeah, I've been gone on him. He's really? I like been Anthony very Lynn more porous. Listen, there comes a point where if it's if it's one season where your team can't win one score games, it's one of those. Hey, maybe they just don't know how to win. 
it's been multiple years where you look at their losses and they're all one-score games, and it's all them finding a way to lose. So, I again, I think they got to make a change, but I like what Herbert's doing. I don't know if Drew Locke's going to do the Hulk Hogan after a touchdown this week. Who knows? Give me the Chargers in this one. I don't really know why. Just smells like a Los Angeles victory to me. We can move on to what could be the game of the week if the Rams didn't blow it last week. The 9-5 Rams take on the 10-4 Seahawks. Let's see some playoff predictions. The Seahawks will clinch the NFC West with a win. The Rams clinch a playoff berth with a win or a loss by either the Bears or Cardinals. Seems like a lot of teams are rooting for the Bears to lose this week. Goose, who do you like in this battle of the (laughs) NFC West? This is a really good game. uh, Spreads 1.5 Vegas. Right, right. They know know this is basically a toss-up. And uh, Los Angeles just has has a way to really kind of – limit Seattle really what they're doing because they have a shutdown corner in Jalen Ramsey and then they got a they got some small guys in the back end Jordan Fuller who can kind of play with Tyler Lockett there in the middle I don't know this screams like a really ugly game to me Jolan I don't know what the weather forecast is I don't know if it's gonna rain I don't, I don't know what's going on what I do know is Seattle is at home uh, this is probably Fox's game of the week, I think. That has to be. It, it's got to be. It would have been mine if the Rams didn't tank last Right, week. but even then, I think an angry Rams team against Seattle, this is still a huge matchup. And uh, I like Seattle to just find a way. I, I don't know what that way is, whether it's special teams, something like that. I think they just find a way to win at home. Again, maybe they give up 600 yards to the Rams. I don't know, but give me Seattle and give me Russ. From one coast to the other, we go from the NFC West to the NFC East. The 4-9-1 Eagles take on the 5-9 Cowboys. Ew. The loser of this game will be eliminated from playoffs entirely. If Washington beats Carolina, however, both teams will be eliminated. The Eagles enter the week with an 88.5% chance of making the playoffs for FPI. The Cowboys only have a 3.9% chance. The Eagles can sweep this series against the Cowboys for the first time for the first time rather since 2011. Goose. Who do you like in the battle of the NFC East? Right, and this might be – honestly, this is my toilet bowl of the week. These two teams <laughs> – these teams stink, they, man. Yeah, they, they really stink. do. They reek of something worse than what's outside of our studio Cowboys right now. Cowboys look decent. They've been uh, looking better. Right, and and you really got to look at it, Joel, and you got to go which team looks better right now. The weird part is I think Philadelphia looks better with Jalen Hurts in the offense running that thing. The, he played well against Arizona. Obviously not great, but he played well. Uh, this game in Dallas, Dallas, you know, not a great home team. I I think, again, like I said, there's not much to me separating these teams outside of who has looked better lately. And I think it's Philadelphia despite the loss last week. And uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this game. So we actually do have a game of the week. Oh, yeah. It's based off statistics. Sunday, 8.20 p.m., we have the 10-4 and 4 Titans at the 11-3 and 3 Packers. Now I want to say based off statistics – because the Packers and Titans are the only teams entering Week 16 to feature a quarterback with 30 passing touchdowns, a running back with 10 touchdowns, and a wide receiver with at least 10 touchdowns. Now, it's interesting to note, since Ryan Tannehill took over as Tennessee's quarterback last season, he's led the league in QBR and passing percentage completion. So, obviously, it's a Gase problem he had. Obviously, everybody as had a Gase problem most, on that right. Dolphins team. Right. It's not Tannehill. Whew. Yeah. Who do you like in this matchup? Is he on the elite level? Is he a top seven quarterback? No, in the really? no. But he's in that next tier, uh, just because you of the like way that he, through fourteen. Yeah, just the way he's played. I think he's in that next tier. This game's really difficult to pick, Jolan, because again, I think Aaron Rodgers at home in December. It's it is very very difficult to beat him there. But what 
do they have go? What does Tennessee have going for them to do that? The run game. The run game. That's been Green Bay's weakness. When All you year. when you punch this team in the mouth, Dalvin Cook did they twice. fold. They fold very quickly. And uh, listen, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like twenty. It's somewhere between twenty-eight and eighteen degrees. Very cold. That's not fun to ta- to tackle Derrick Henry. I, I'm gonna. Ta- it's not fun to tackle Derrick Henry when it's a hundred and fifteen degrees outside and it's beautiful. It is. It is very difficult. I'm gonna take Tennessee on the road this week for the upset, uh, and it's not. Not a. Mild it's not too much there. of an upset, but I think Green Bay at home in December makes it an upset. I'm going to take Tennessee. I think Ryan Tannehill continues to play well. Now we move on to our Monday 8-15 matchup, and I might want to call this a trap game for you. And the reason why is because it, it features the AFC East teams, 11-3 Buffalo Bills at the 6-8 New England Patriots. Obviously, we know Bill Belichick's record against the Bills. But the Bills have clinched the AFC East title last week, and the FPI gives them a 68.1% chance of having a top three seed. Obviously, with the Chiefs projected to win this week, they might not need to play anybody. Who do you like in this matchup and why? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take New England. I think this is my upset of the week. I like uh, it, see, it seems like a Belichick type game here, mm-hmm. where they win it like 13 to 10. Vegas thinks so too. It's some, only seven for Buffalo. Yeah, some really ugly type scoring right there. Uh, like give yeah, give me New England. Uh, they just have too much pride, Jolan. I really think that they have a lot of pride, and uh, and yeah, it's a it's a typical letdown game if you're Buffalo. They're in that spot. You know what's crazy? Like, how many times Bill Belichick has had years where he doesn't even focus or need to focus on weeks 16 and 17. Now he's playing his in-game or in-division rivals, and they might hand him another L. That's going to be very, very interesting to see. It's crazy. Do we have any Thursday matchups for next week? No, we don't. Every game will be played on Sunday next week. Ooh, so we'll tune into that. Obviously, we'll have that for you guys going into next week. That'll be our last. Got. That'll be our last week of picks again. Week seventeen. First um, episode of the new year. Right, first episode of the new year. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end. And uh, Joel, on some college football stuff again. Everything kind of played itself out last week. Before we start anything, okay. should Notre Dame be in? I don't think so. They're gonna get washed by Alabama. Yeah, but Texas A&M is going to get washed by Alabama, too. Okay. You right? Mean, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you, mean you know, I think Alabama's going to wipe the floor with whoever they played. You could have, you could have put the Coast Carolina back. Chanticleers in the in the playoff. They would have got wiped. Yeah, but okay? this now leaves the door open for expansion. No, see, to be fair, I see, obviously you can't put Coast Carolina in the top four. But Why not? But where they messed up, Coast Carolina didn't get into the, into the New Year's Six, into any of the New Year's Six bowl games, which is – a complete disaster, if you think about it. I think they put Ohio State, um, not Ohio State, they're in the playoff. Actually, Iowa State. Iowa State got put into a New Year's Six Bowl after losing last week. Uh, just a smack in the face again. They really need to rethink of how they're doing. I do think Jolan expansion down the road here is a possibility. I would like to see it to go to eight. I, I don't want to see it. Early as next year. I don't want to see it go much more than eight. I think eight's a good number. And, uh, again, we'll go from there. And, again, it's to get more exposure. And it's more money. Why is the NCAA going to say no? We're creating more well, money for here's them. what happens, and here's what they're doing, and why it's so bad for college football in general. They've now made four programs, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and one, who's the last one? Alabama. Know? Alabama, obviously. And uh, two or three more other prominent programs. you got your OUs. you got your Michigans. And they've literally put them on this pedal stool where recruiting has got so easy for these programs that it's, every other – player or every other school rather in the nation is at a disadvantage getting these kids right and that's why i think again we i think we've done a decent job of it but you really have to celebrate what coastal carolina did this year 
You look at the their recruiting number. Notre Dame Cincinnati had four too. Ten win seasons for the first time program. Right, history. Notre Dame. You know, and again, Notre Dame gets bashed because they don't play well in big games. But they again, they just win so they just win so much every year. Um, I, I think, you know, we we are seeing the same four teams though, Jolan. So that's why I'm saying get it to eight, get more exposure for exactly. these teams. And again, it's just turning. Maybe it turns the Cheez It Bowl into a actual playoff game yeah. that actually means something <laughs> instead of dumping <laughs> instead of dumping cheese it's on the winning coach you're like actually moving on to the next round the so yeah i think it's just one of those things where they're gonna have to look at it but uh everything did kind of play itself out florida played a tougher game against bama than we thought um yeah and that's another question you have your florida so the who uh, who probably four out of ten times beats that bama team with how they played if they play that well four out of ten times they'll beat that bama team and that also raises more questions of like, okay, can now the NCAA football playoff have runs to match the NCAA basketball playoff? I know it's not as long, but can there now be Cinderellas where if like a Coastal Carolina upsets a Bama in the finals, let's just say, well, as the a, program would spike? As of right now, the answer is no, because yeah. you're getting four prominent programs every year. Again, whether That's it's what, Oklahoma, exactly. Notre Dame, whoever the revolving door is at the fourth. Mm-hmm. Again, it's still a OU, prominent program. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's still a prominent program in there regardless. So not really any Cinderella's, but I think eight might open that up to some, To again, who knows? You never know. Yeah, you never you know. You never know. Uh, but uh, another tight race in the NCAA is the Heisman. Really weird kind of year. Usually there's some guy, uh, because again, because of COVID, usually we see a big Ooh. year. The finalists are... Kyle Trask, the quarterback. Wide receiver, Bama. Devontae Smith from Alabama. Mac Jones from Alabama. Quarterback. Yep, Trevor Lawrence. And I'm blanking on the fourth one. Or I'm blanking on the fifth one. I only know the top four selected as well. Right, but regardless, the top four really is, you know, that's really what matters right now. Jolan, who do you have taking the Heisman? It's going to be Smith. He has multiple games with over three touchdowns this year. Mac Jones has played incredibly well, don't get me wrong, but a lot of his stats go specifically to Smith and only Smith. So I think he's no-brainer, top offense in the country, led by the top weapon in the country. So he's obviously going to cakewalk that. Now, now it's an interesting question. You have conversations about Trevor Lawrence getting in with missing games. I mean, of course, he's played at a spectacular level when he has played. But other guys playing less games and not getting the same recognition. Justin Fields, who has only six games, but it's the same amount as Trevor Lawrence, or two less, rather, as Trevor Lawrence. Where does the balance come in for guys that have had to play less games as opposed to guys who have played 11 games? Right, but even a guy like Fields, like, really, what, what do we always talk about? It's what have you done for me lately? And you look at what Fields did against Northwestern, it was awful. So even in a regular year, if he was having Heisman numbers – Probably plays himself almost out of it, in a sense. Despite the fact that Makes they won, sense. despite the fact that they won the game, yeah, uh, he probably plays himself out of it. Uh, Jolan, I'm saying if Devontae Smith doesn't win, we can really kiss this award goodbye to really anybody else outside of quarterbacks. Uh, out, like, they, like this is the year, year yeah. for somebody other than a quarterback to win it. Uh, again, Trevor Lawrence might be the best player in college football, but again, you mentioned he Derek missed Henry games. Right, like Devontae Smith. Guy. Yep. Devontae Smith played all the games. Okay, they and what did they play? They played eleven games this year. Uh, yeah. The SEC. Well, but we one knew of them was a toss-up game versus FCS. So we we know. knew we knew the Ten SEC. We knew the SEC would play eleven games. Yeah. But regardless, this is the last chance for the Heisman Trophy to say, hey, it doesn't have to be a quarterback award because this is the year. It should be other than that. Joel, on going looking through everything else. Baseball has been pretty quiet. Mets are in talks. 
Uh, obviously, with George Springer, that could be a huge addition. Seems to be coming down between them, the Phillies, and the Blue Jays. And we got more money. From what I've heard, and of course, we have more money. Um, and, and you just kind of look Such look nice out around. Trevor Bauer still making decisions. And it's it, it's going to hopefully heat up here as the winter months continue. Uh, not really much else going on. NBA, Joel, and we have a lot of Christmas Day games, a lot of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I've heard? It, it's funny because we're recording this before all the Christmas Day games are finished. What, but Zion has played. He went 32-14, and 14, and everything I see on Twitter is, wow, he played really average today. Or he was really quiet. Or I'm still disappointed. Think about that. We're at a point in the NBA where 32 points and 14 rebounds in your first Christmas Day game is disappointing. Somehow. Uh, they just don't love the big man. Somehow. Spectators you, hate yeah, the Yeah, and you know what it is? He doesn't have the ball in his hands all the exactly. time. He's not a ball handler. We knew this. Uh, this is a statue of limitations on his game, okay, because he doesn't, you know, he's not the main guy with the ball all the time. So, but again, I think he's a good, promising young piece. And again, everybody's watching his health. That's really what we're looking for is his health rather than is he scoring 50 points a game. Now, the uh, the Lakers lost opening night to the Clippers. They did, they did it last year. Those rings are unreal. Sick rings. Look up the stats online because we don't have them in front of us. Absolutely ridiculous. Great designs. The Kobe. I got a couple of them on top of my head. All of the numbers of the team or the players that have played have a Mamba snake behind them. Yep. Engraved. In they honor of Kobe, obviously. Underneath. And every 8 and 24 is emphasized in those retired jerseys. As well, yes. They have all the series win totals. So 4 to 1, 4 to 1, 4 to 2, 4 to 2. Obviously, the final score of the last game in Game 5, I believe it was, in the, or Game 6 in the game NBA Finals. Game 6, yeah. So, obviously, they put a ton of work into it. It's a Kobe tribute. Such a nice ring. It was the most expensive ring in NBA history. Now, Joel, I want to talk about James Harden a little bit. We've talked, For some odd reason, we've had to talk about him the last three weeks. What's James Harden? One at the strip club or basketball? No, the one, at, the one at the strip club because we haven't <laughs> seen the one on the court because of the one in the strip club. I miss old James. Um, listen, he, and, and I get this, they have a union, they have rules agreed upon. He should have been suspended. 100%. Uh, for the way he's, he's acting. The game. Correct. The way he's acting right now, again, in the in the state of this world, you know, again, I get it, you have a union. I get the unions there to protect the player. But isn't the play, you know, isn't the player's job supposed to be to do their role? Is well, it, yeah. Again, whether you're asking to get traded or not. I, I don't know. But just, here's the thing. James Harden's making his trade value go down. He knows he's doing it. But at the same token, dude, like you're going from one of the most beloved Houston Rockets of all time to one of the most hated Houston Rockets of all time in a span of four weeks. Like, yeah. You could go from having your jersey retired and leading them in scoring at a certain point in history to nothing. Yeah. Think and, about it. And it's and it you know it's just unfortunate because again he's trying to trade the uh, drive the trade value down so that he can get traded to a contender so they don't have to trade their whole roster to get Smart. him. It, it is smart, but again, it's he's doing it the wrong ways. At what token? Right, he could have just he could have just held out. He could have showed up to training camp and just held out, like we see in the NFL all the time, going to the strip clubs, vi- deliberately violating safety protocols. That's a no-no in any sports league right now, especially with a deadly virus going around. Uh, just unacceptable from James Harden. I'm really disappointed in him. That's KD, great. KD looks great. Yeah, I, I'll I, see them Ky- today. Kyrie looks good. Uh, but Katie looks Kyrie. Katie looks really good too. Uh, listen, man, we don't know if the sage is going to work, but uh, if you if you know anything of the movie Major League, Jabu helped at some point. Uh, so oh my god, he's putting a curse on the Celtics. Yeah, Tristan Thompson looks fantastic. I like see. the way T's looking for the Celtics. Yeah, except he, you know, he almost gave up the game tying free throws 
to Giannis Almost. Antetokounmpo Almost. on opening night, except for the fact that Giannis missed them. So, uh, guys, again, enjoy the NBA season. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot going down. Um, Jolan, you know, we mentioned uh, this is the end of episode 31. This is, you know, we kind of run out of run out of some time. Jolan, real quick, we mentioned that this is the last episode of 2020. I want you to look back on 2020, which is when we started this podcast. Take me through what you've what you're proud of so far with the podcast and what you're looking forward to most in 2021. Oh, dude, the way we started this, this is actually a great question because the way we started this, I had listened to one of your radio shows um, that you were doing at college, and then I texted you. I'm like, we got to get this going. And it had happened at a time where the whole country, I'm not even kidding, I was texting him in February, the whole country shut down by March 20th, like entirely. So we were trying to put this in production over the phone, over calling at one another at one another's houses with, without trying to be sick and exposing ourselves. It was mayhem for us to now have a studio, to have the resources we have, and all the listeners we do and stuff like that. I cannot be more grateful. In 2021, we're going to New York City, bro. There's not a doubt. We're in my going mind. to New York There's City. There's not a doubt in my mind. You know, again, that was the classroom sports edition. That was my that was my radio show there at college. Uh, a lot of fun. And you mentioned again, the phone was difficult uh, for a while. The audio just kind of came out all the funky. Planes and stuff outside. Like, yeah, we had one episode where I had to go back and we had to reshoot the whole thing because you just <laughs> throughout the whole background. Uh, just unreal. It's deleted been, a whole episode. Yeah, I deleted oh, a whole episode here. That was awful. But uh, but again, here we are. We're creating content for you guys. We're we hope you're enjoying it. And we, we thank have all, a studio. Yeah, we thank all our listeners again. Each and every one of you. We have we have listeners in uh, Belarus, Jolan, out there in Belgium. Okay, we have them overseas. We have them here. All our friends in Pompton, Haskell, Wayne, everywhere throughout New Jersey. Uh, across the country, overseas, whatever it is. Across we, the pond. We just thank you so much. Uh, and again, we, we hope you enjoy the 2020 version of Air It Out. We're obviously going to come back in 2021 again with some big things. Um, graphics, I think, merch. Yeah, graphics and stuff like that. I think Jolan probably after the football season ends might take a break or two for a week or so. We'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of regroup some stuff. We'll start segmenting some stuff and uh, we'll get you guys back on. But uh it's a lot of fun. We're going to have Nick McCarthy on next week, I believe, Jolan. Is yes, that correct? Yes, sir. Nick McCarthy bringing in 2021 with us. Yep. For, he brought in week one of the NFL. He's now going to come in for week 17 Great. of the regular season. So uh, kind of funky how that works. But again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode 31. Uh, you can always reach me on Twitter at Gosker56 or on Instagram at Goose on the Mic. Jolan, where might people be able to reach you and or the podcast? You can follow us on Instagram at airitout.podcast or Twitter at podcast Out, or you can follow me on Instagram at Twitter at goodoldjoles. Again, any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, you could always feel free to reach us out. And again, guys, we, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you. Have a safe holiday. Do what's right. Wear your mask. Follow the guidelines. And uh, again, we'll see you in 2021. Jolan, until episode 32. Until week 17 in the NFL, until 2021. Put it in the books.